ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Wednesday, August 19th, and your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste. It's only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Coming up this hour, we're going to hear from the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, Tony Kemper. Looking forward to catching up with him. We'll get your phone calls in as we are able to. We'll also talk about your tweets. You can send me a tweet at Paul Swan on social media. And you can always find me on Facebook, The Drive with Paul Swan. Appreciate it. If you would visit all of those social media platforms, I really would appreciate your support. All right. We got a lot to get into today. We're going to talk, of course, with Tony in the next few minutes. And I want to talk hockey first. I was going to talk a little football, but I I think I have to talk hockey first because in overtime, yet again, Tampa Bay and Columbus go at it. I didn't get to see the whole thing, but Tampa Bay has to come back, force overtime, and then they win it in overtime. So the Blue Jackets, about 10 minutes ago, had a two-goal lead. That's pretty safe, right? No, two-goal lead's never safe in the National Hockey League, and especially with these two teams. They like to go to overtime. They like to really go at it. And last year, it was the Blue Jackets that kicked Tampa Bay out, probably one of the most talented teams in the Stanley Cup last year. And the Blue Jackets just unceremonially dumped them out in that first round. Well, this is the rematch, and the Lightning win. 5-4, so Tampa Bay wins the series four games to one. So they move on in the Stanley Cup. One game that is underway, and it's in the intermission after one. Carolina Hurricanes, they lead the Boston Bruins one game. I'm sorry, one goal to nothing, one to nothing. And uh, Boston leads that series three games to one. Later on this evening is going to be Coyotes and the Avalanche. Uh, Colorado leads that series three to one. I'm kind of rooting for the Avalanche to get far. Jared Bednar, of course, head coach. Canadians taking on the Flyers tonight. Flyers lead that series 3-1. And the Blues in the late game taking on the Canucks. That is tied at two games apiece. So that's what it looks like in the National Hockey League. But I kind of felt like I needed to leave with that because if you're a friend of a fan of the Columbus Blue Jackets right now, check in on them. They're not okay. They're broken people right now. So do check in on them. Of course, uh, we'll take a look at what's happening later on in the NBA. Uh, We have got... So many games. Again, a few weeks ago, we had nothing. Now, we have nonstop. we got baseball. We've got basketball. Uh, we still have college football. And as of right now, Marshall's still playing. And Mike Hamrick earlier today, he was on Metro News Talk Line. He was talking with Hoppy Kirchwell. And he talked about probably one of the questions that I'm sure a lot of you have been asking. How many fans are going to be able to come? What's tailgating going to look like? Now, he talked about today, and this is, again, I'm just paraphrasing what he, what he said. He's basically saying that, and I'm not going to, don't hold me to this. I, this is not concrete. Don't hold me to this. But he's saying about 25 to 30% fan capacity. 25 to 30%. And I've actually spoke to someone who is a season ticket holder today, and you know, they're getting a reduced 
amount of tickets. So capacity is being limited and they're being uh, limited on their tickets a little bit more than, you know, what you get. You're going to probably, if, if you have a lot of tickets, you're probably going to maybe get dinged a little bit as far as how many you can actually have. I don't know. Again, this is anecdotal. One person I talked to today, just but I wanted to illustrate that if you're a season ticket holder, you're probably going to be, if not already, you're probably going to hear from Marshall. They're going to reach out to you, talk to you about what your options are going to be. But if you want to see herd football, you better be a season ticket holder. If not, you're probably going to be watching on TV, whatever the TV package is going to look like, what the times and television networks are. We still don't know, so that's up in the air right now. But as of right now, September 5th, you have got Marshall football taking on EKU. Now, you've got Appalachian State September 19th, and yesterday we get the news uh, after we get off the air that Appalachian State's fall semester began, and already they have a reported cluster of 11 positive COVID-19 tests. They've got seven football student-athletes and four staff members, um, so football practice being suspended indefinitely. How this impacts the game with Marshall, unknown. I'm sure if they clamp down on this and they can get past it, no further positive test. It might not impact the game itself if the game is allowed to go on. Again, uh, Marshall has filed its plans trying to make sure it's got everything uh, in order as far as tailgating, letting the fans in. And oh, by the way, if you didn't know this already, the pass-out policy probably suspended. They're not going to allow you to go in with your ticket and then come out and then go back in. I'm 100% on board with that to carry over. Now, that's just me. I've always felt that you should, if you go in, you're going in to watch the game, stay. Stay for the game. If you are leaving, leave. I would look and see there are a lot of people who are hanging out on the tailgate lot. It's it's second half, and, and they're of course, you know, they're enjoying the voice of the herd, Steve Cotton, on the radio usually. Or they're out just tailgating, hanging out, having a good time. And I get that. I understand. You're you're having a good time. But are you there for the game or are you there just to tailgate? I mean, I I honestly, I would rather see a a, a stadium full of fans. But that's not going to be the case this year. There's going to be restrictions on that. And I don't know what tailgating is going to look like. I mean, I, I get it. Tailgating's fun. I mean, before the game, it's great. It's fun. You get to run into people you probably haven't seen since probably the last game, last season. And it's always fun, but I've never been a big fan of the pass-out policy. And so that's gone for at least this season. And so if you're in, you're in. Now, I get it. You understand. Maybe you don't want to pay concession prices. Maybe you you want to go out and get your own beverage. And I get that. I completely understand a lot of those reasons why. But I always felt that I didn't like that policy because especially – it might be an exciting game, and there might be a lot of people on the tailgate lot. And I get it. If you're talking about a blowout here, I'm not going to sit and make you watch Marshall beat up on EKU by 50 points. I'm not going to make you do that. I, I get that. I understand completely. Do you want to watch Marshall beat up on EKU? If it's a 50-point route, you probably, you've probably you got everything you need. I'm excited. Herds won this one. I'm going to go out hang with my friends. I get that completely. Understand. But you know, we would see people leave at halftime and maybe not come back. 
So that's going to be eliminated, at least right now, from my understanding. And again, you know, this isn't rock solid, but we're probably looking at 25%, 30%. Some other schools are going that way as well as far as what the capacity is going to be. And if you've got a season ticket, you're probably, for the most part, going to be okay. Uh, you might not be able to bring everybody. So if you've got a huge season ticket order, you might be trimmed down a little bit. Maybe you won't be. You know, your case may vary, but that's what the capacity is going to look like, at least right now. And again, all of this is going to change. I mean, maybe there's going to be tailgating. You know, maybe it's going to be limited tailgating, but I don't know how you police this. I'm curious to see how it's going to be addressed. If Marshall's got a plan, let's go with it. Let's see what it looks like. But I don't know how you police this. If you're going to have people dispersing large crowds, large gatherings, you know, what's this going to look like? We turn our attention to basketball when we come back from break. Tony Kemper, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, joins me on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our Kindred Communications family of stations reminds you of the need for blood donations to the Red Cross. Blood is always needed. It may save your life or the life of a loved one. This reminder is brought to you in part by Atlas Metal Recycling, just west of Camden Park. Recycle for cash at Atlas Metal Recycling. Tri-State Regional Cancer Center, located at 70623rd Street, Ashland, serving King's Daughters Medical Center. Home National Bank. Visit Home National Bank online. Member FDIC. moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him? You can't even see the top of that thing! Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go, like hiking, biking, fishing, or camping. Or do your own thing when you get there with family and friends. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back. Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. want to welcome to the program now. He is the defending reigning head coach champion of the world. None other than Tony Kemper, women's basketball coach, is with me. How you doing, champ? That's your title. You're the champ now. I feel like I need an acceptance speech. I mean, if you want to, you want to improv well, something. Go right ahead. We got time. I definitely need to thank my wife because she she gets me where I need to go, and and all our children too. So, I'll thank my mother because I think that always happens, and then my wife who who keeps us going. So, on behalf of them, I accept. You know what you need to show up and practice one day, like a big gold championship belt, wrestling belt. Just have it out on your shoulder. Instant respect. You know what? We need to go to work to get us a big old championship trophy. And yep, that do it. And someday we can walk into practice with that. That that's what it, that's what we need to figure out a way to get done. Okay. That's that's what you just tell your team, like, hey look, you know, I um if we win the championship, 
we're all getting gold belts, not these rings. We're getting gold belts. Gold belts, wrestling belts. I would do it. I'll, I mean, why you want? Why you want a ring? You. Seriously, why do you want a ring? You can just walk around with a belt over your shoulder for the rest of your life. That's true. That's true. We, it would be unique. Instant respect. I mean, you, you walk into the <laughs> restaurant with your wife. You get the belt, championship belt on your shoulder. You're going to get the best table. Well, uh, you know, I'm a country boy at heart. That belt buckles, you know, would be the same type of idea as a a rodeo guy. (laughs) I've just visualized that. You walking into practice after winning a championship with that championship belt buckle. Hey, if it involves championship, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Tony Kemper's with us. Um, so before we pick out the hardware and the jewelry for you, of course, uh, we got to get to basketball first and continuing to practice. You're going through all of um, the protocols, everything. What's it like for you these uh, last few weeks now that you've been doing it for a little bit? It's been good. You know, I've been, first of all, I've been really proud of our team for, um, you know, I think the last time we talked about this, not, nothing. Everybody knows this because everybody's going through it in their own lives, but nothing's easy. We're all just trying to figure out how to how to cope with with the situation that we're in. And I've been really, uh, you know, really proud of our team for how they've responded. And you know, I mean, it, it's we're wearing masks while we're working out. You know, and that if all of us have now gotten used to wearing a mask, and um, it's not a pleasant experience. Then when you have to you know, run down and back and, and move and try to breathe and things like that while you're doing it. I mean, that, that's a, that's a situation that none of us want to be in. And, and boy, we've, you know, we've gotten better in the last couple of weeks. They're, they're working hard. They, um, you know, I think there's an appreciation for having some sense of normalcy back that, um, you know, they've really handled that kind of stuff. Well, so, uh, we're, we're doing good. Um, we're all kind of, trickling in and our schedule is a little bit different because you know you try to keep spaced out and things like that but I feel like our staff has done a really good job of adjusting to the the latest guidelines and things we have to do from athletic training Brandy Anders has been great and then um, we just kind of get our orders from the doctors and from administration and we do our best to to get better and move forward in in the things that we've got to do. Do you feel that basketball has been a little bit more unified in how it's proceeding? I know football is a mess. It's all over the place right now. Basketball has a little bit more time. There seems to be uh, different levels of communication, but it feels a little bit more uniform than football. Is that fair to say, or is just time is on your side right now? I think a lot of it is time, quite frankly. I mean, I think that – I think that we do, we don't have to make the decisions as fast as what other teams are having to make it. So I, I think that's a big part of it. But I also think that, um, you know, we, we also have the we, – we kind of have the ability through time of watching some other people do it. You know, there's a lot of teams – there's a lot of leagues and different stuff playing right now. And so trying to figure out maybe the best practices of the things that we're seeing that we can put into effect – to have a successful season. So I think that's where some of that's coming from too. You know, just the decision doesn't need to be made yet. And then we're being, we have the advantage of looking around and, and seeing the things that are working so we can try to figure out a way to, now our model's completely different. You know, I mean, we're, our, our league and our, our sport is spread out across the country, but um, 
you know, we're trying to figure out the things that we can implement to keep our players safe and, and the things we can do to have a successful season. So, um, you know, I th- you know, basketball is pretty quiet for a while. Over the last couple of weeks, we've started to roll out. With, you start to see some statements about um, the things that we're maybe working on behind the scenes to, uh, you know, it seems like there's maybe a couple A, B, and C version of how we're going to try to do it. And, you know, at some point, I think they said September, um, there's a date in September that we're going to try to decide the, the path of basketball. So, um, you know, you just hope that it keeps uh, – we keep learning things about how best to keep people safe and, and, and get get back to doing the things that we all love to do. So, for me, that's my job for our players at basketball. and um, You know, I hope it keeps moving in a direction that allows us to play. Do you anticipate – any major changes to your schedule, or are those already underway? Are you going to look at maybe uh, something that's a little bit uh, more geographically friendly for travel? Will the league maybe not make you go out to, to Rice? Uh, on the other hand, uh, you're going to be playing maybe more of your uh, your East Side Conference t- uh, f- foes. I mean, what's that look like for you right now? Yeah, so um, you know, honestly, I have not. We haven't even released our schedule yet, but um, we we've got. We have what I would call a normal schedule right now, and and I think um, it's going to remain that way, Paul, until uh, definitely until this basketball kind of the first round of decisions is made. I think everyone has a schedule that uh, that is was quite frankly made at a time before even a lot most of the games were scheduled before coronavirus was even known what it was. So um, you know, I think we all are trying to figure out what it's going to look like if we lose maybe the month of December, let's say, you know, and what's going to happen. And, um, but right now we've got a, we've got a schedule that, that's full of some really good games. Um, I will, uh, you know, we play Ohio state, which is not out there yet, but I'll drop that little nugget out there. Um, we are, we're going to Kentucky. Um, you know, it, it's a huge challenge and, uh, you know, I think our team is excited about it. Next couple of days, I think that we'll get something out of what it is as of right now. But it's going to be a heck of a year, and, and I hope, and I know our players do, I just hope we get a chance to, to run through it. Tony Kemper is my guest, Marshall Women's Basketball Coach. Do you anticipate once we get to November, December, having to be more of a – all right, we can't do it this, so let's move here, let's move there. And do you have plans within plans right now? Or, you know, again, we talked about time. Is it just, okay, we're going to see where we're at and go from there? I mean, I'm sure it's got to be driving you crazy right now. Yeah, I mean, so my my goal has kind of been to, to live in the moment a little bit with it because I think that we could, you know, you think about, you think kind of philosophically, I think big picture ahead. Um, but I, there's just, there's so many unknowns about if things are different than a normal season, what it will even look like that. I, I think you could waste a lot of time, you know, quote, worrying about things that may, you know, if, if you're, if you don't get the scenario right, then you, you've worried about a lot of things that at the end of the day didn't matter. So, um, you know, we're, the things we're worried about, I think, and I think this is athletic department-wide, is, um, you know, the experience for our student-athletes, so our women's basketball players, you know, are, are we, do we have the support they need um, health-wise, 
academically, emotionally going through the stuff they're going through and, and, you know, and then what are we allowed to do in practice? Let's have, let's put in the stuff that we feel like we can get in under the parameters that we have, you know, and get ready for a game, get ready for our leadoff game. Um, cause that's what we think is going on right now. And then as the information changes and comes at us, you just have to be pretty nimble. Um, and I've prided, I, I think our program, um, that's one of the things that I feel like we're pretty good at. Um, you know, if our, uh, if our plane is way behind, um, it's not something we really pout about and dwell on. I mean, you got to find a way to try to make the best of it. So, um, you know, we just kind of continue with that message and we're, we're going to push through no matter what. Um, you know, we'll figure out a way to get done what we need to get done. One of the, the arguments or at least one of the compelling reasons for trying to keep your kids together, all these teams together as long as possible is because there is the assertion that if you, you let them out, you send them home, you, they're away from you, they're not going to be as safe, and, and we've seen teams release their players for a few days, come back, and you know they've got cases. Um, how important is it for just the mental health and well-being of your squad, you, to know that, okay, as long as we're in this situation, as long as we are pushing for something, these, these, these players, your, your team, they're safe, or at least they're going to be safer with you than they might be you know, out on their own. Yeah, I think, I think that that's accurate. I, I think when you are together, um, and I think this is different, you know, you're, it, it's something that they're having to learn right now. Our, our decisions as a group, and mine included, they can really have a huge impact on multiple people now. So I think that there is a sense of, you know, looking out for each other um, when we're here that kind of carries over. And, um, you know, they are pulling in the same direction. Um, and we're trying to, we're trying to do everything we can to keep each other in a good place, you know? So I I think, I definitely think that there's some stuff to focus on here, both academically and basketball. You know, we have really good students in our program. So they're, they're driven on the floor. They're also driven in what they're trying to be, um, you know, when they, when they grow up, so to speak. So I think that when we're here together, we're all, there's a lot of different things that they're working on. I think when they're home, you definitely worry about, you know, I I worry about, they they like to be together. I'll tell you that. I mean, they they like to be around each other. I think, uh, you know, as they're coming in, you wonder as their coach, you know, you haven't seen them for six months. So are they excited to be here? Are they worried about it? And, you know, do they want to play and things? And I, I think my experience with the team, and I haven't had a, a uh, structured meeting where we talked about it, but my sense is they, they want to be, they want to pretty strongly, they want to play in a safe manner. Um, they want to be on the on a team. They love that about it. And, um, you know, when they're here, all of that stuff is in play. And when they're home, it's, you know, it's kind of we're all individuals just trying to, trying to get by. And that's the great thing about sports. You know, and I think that um, a lot of people talk about sports as a unifier, and, and I think that's why it's so important in our country, you know. And so we're, uh, you know, I, all of that that you brought up I think is right. I think here they're all pretty they're all pretty safe. They're looking out for each other. They take care of each other. Um, and they also have a lot more going on. 
so it, it sort of keeps them busy, you know. And I, I know there's, you know, you, you can get this stuff anywhere. So I, I think that, you know, it's not just a sense of just because they got it means they, you know, they're college kids, so they went to a party. I mean, you, you know, we don't know all the places that it is. So, um, you know, you can get it at home. You can get it here. We just got to hopefully be sm- as smart as we can and, and, and keep it out as, as well as possible. Tony Kemper with me, Marshall women's basketball coach. The season hopefully going to happen sooner than later. We can't wait to see what the schedule looks like. The schedule's the biggest question, I think, because right now, and there's no question in my mind that you're doing everything possible to make sure that everyone is safe, everyone's following the right guidelines. You're doing it. Coach D'Antoni's doing it. Coach Holiday's doing it. Uh, Coach Agnes, John Mercer, I talked to you yesterday. Top to bottom, all of you, you're doing everything you possibly can to keep everyone safe. But the wild card is, okay, now you got to go play a game with someone else. Right. And I'm sure you're hoping as much as they're hoping that you're both doing it right, but what are those conversations like as far as when you actually have to introduce different people into your sort of mini bubble? Mike Cameron coined that phrase yeah, the other day with me, mini bubble, because that's where you're at right now. You sort of have that little mini bubble with all your players, and now you got to introduce some other players from a different team to it, and they're coming into your um, your safe zone here, and you know, what do those conversations look like? Because uh, I'm sure you're not just going to say, "Hey, come on down." I mean, you, you got to get through. I'm sure, sure. A, a lot of uh, a lot of checklists to make sure that uh, you're introducing um, other student athletes into your your system that are are safe. I mean, when you play a game, you want to make sure your opponent's safe. Yeah. So I, you know, I think when it when it comes to games, they're, they're I think conference wide, and I, I guess. I don't know that that, that answer has actually been solved, but my guess is that Conference USA is going to have testing protocol that, you know, 48 hours out from a game, you have to have negative tests, you know, or whatever it is. Either Conference USA is going to regulate or the NCAA is going to tell us what the, what the regulations are. And I, I think that, uh, you know, I feel pretty comfortable that, you know, I've talked to a lot of the coaches in our league. I, we're all going through this. Slightly different rules, but, um, you know, with, with a big nod to safety. So I think that, uh, you know, I think that stuff is once we see the protocols and what is going to have to be done, I think, I think we'll feel pretty comfortable in, in that. Um, you know, I think, I think travel is probably my biggest wild card a little bit is, you know, when, when we do play Florida Atlantic and we got to go down there, you know, I mean, um, just, understand the best practices if, if we got to fly or whatever it is to keep keep us as isolated as we can as a group and um you know so that's kind of a wild card that i think is out there a little bit we don't fly we don't charter you know so we're going to be on commercial flights which there there's a lot more flights now than there was five months ago people are flying um just a matter of how do we make sure we're doing it in the right manner for our student athletes um you know and then i i think you look at the kind of talking about the bubble and obviously we're adding students right now um freshman class is here at marshall right now and um from my perspective about women's basketball i think it's educating our people about you know kind of like the you know you just have to have a pretty tight circle that's the way it is right now 
and um, the the there's kind of three main circles that I deal with in recruiting with players, and and I want them to have a really positive experience on the basketball floor in the academic world, and then socially, like that's a big part of college, and um, I think that uh, you know the class of 2020. They, they have had, they've kind of got the short end on their the end of their senior year and the graduations and things like that. And they're getting that a little bit with their, their start in college. And um, I'm very appreciative of the things that I've seen from our young ones, our freshmen that, um, you know, boy, they've been resilient about how they've handled it. And, um, you know, we just, we just got to keep a tight circle. You got to wear your mask. Um, if you wear wear your mask you're not not a primary contact basically you know as you go through the cdc guidelines and things and you don't want to get it and you don't want to be a primary contact and so we got to educate them on those kind of things and then we got to do our best to, to look out for each other my other question in regard to travel then is the when you're when you're going to a different opponent's um, campus you know, you're going to wear your mask and you can do everything you would if you, if you were on your own campus. But you're going to be in a hotel room. You're going to be somewhere before the game. What's that look like in your mind right now? Because are you just going to bunker up in, in your rooms and you know, just take the floor and make sure that uh, nobody enters into your, 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 your zone here? How does that work in your mind? Right. Yeah, you know, um, we've actually got – We've got some information from like hotel partners that we use a lot about cleaning protocols and different things. I think everyone has quickly adjusted, um, you know, to try to figure out a way to operate in the new world. So I, I think that uh, my plan right now would be we're fairly normal. Now I'm sure that we're going to get guy. We're we're a ways out from traveling, you know. So I'm sure that there's going to be some thoughts from our medical people here as we get closer about, um, you know, this is what your pro this, this is what the airport looks like for us for this year. You know, this is what a hotel looks like. Um, you know, maybe we, I'm sure like anywhere there's, there's some differences in how food is handled and stuff like that now. Um, and we'll just, uh, we got to eat, uh, we got to prepare to play and we got to find a way to, to play, you know, so, I'm sure there's going to be little tweaks, but um, generally speaking, I think we just have to, as we're doing now, we limit the outside contacts. We make sure that we have masks and different things like that, and we push forward, you know. And um, I, I've been, as I said before, I've been really happy with our, I think everybody's taking it ser- very serious, and I think everybody's committed to to doing um, things in a smart fashion to keep us keep us on the right path. Tony Kemper's with me, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. So I guess that means no road ice cream for for the victory, right? That 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 out this season. Uh, road dubs, we'll figure it out. We okay. will figure it out. All so, right. Uh, we, I don't. I I think uh, I went to I took my kids to Dairy Queen the other night, so they Dairy Queen's still open, so we can make it happen. Drive through? Did you go in? You know, sit sit down, socially distance. How does that work? Bus through. We'll just take the bus through. Okay. We'll have about twenty-five orders. You know, twenty-five ice cream cones. Let's let's get back on. You can just do an ice cream cake. I just have one big ice cream cake for everybody. What do you think? We could do that. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. No, not I mean, and you could call ahead and say, "Hey, I want an ice cream cake," and just like put the victory on that cake. They can decorate it for you. You roll through, pick up that cake. That's true. That's true. Not, not you're pretty good at this. 
got a future in coaching, maybe. Um, I mean, assistant coach, maybe. I don't know if I want the pressure of being the head coach. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I can. Uh, I mean, I can handle like you yelling at me because something went wrong, but I, I don't think I could handle just being the guy everyone's looking at if something goes wrong. I don't know. I don't know if I want that. Yeah. You get used to it. Okay. Things go wrong a lot. So yeah. It, it kind of it, eventually it happens. So. Plus, I'd have to work with sports information, you know, and um, you know, I, I don't know how I don't know how you handle that on a daily basis. My guy's pretty good. That's all I'll tell you. Okay, that's. I won't, I won't. Yeah, I've seen some of them over there. Yeah, I think you got a you got one of the good ones. I, I will agree with yeah. that. Yeah, they're all pretty good, but my guy's pretty good. I, I appreciate him a lot. I'm not going to give him. Not if he's listening. I don't want to give him the satisfaction of giving him a shout out, but he's pretty good. He's I'll not listening. He's not listening. <laughs> Trust me, of all of all the people, he's not listening. I know. He's probably working. He's pressed to work. I have so. to text him sometimes to give him updates. No, he's not listening. <laughs> Someone else is. He'll get the update through them. Someone else is, but no, he's not listening. There you go. He's there you, go. He, you know he's pr- he's probably watching hockey right now because Carolina. His team is playing. Are they? Is hockey playing like right now? Right now they're playing in the afternoon, like the NBA. They had a game at noon. They went to overtime. Oh yeah, they have five games today. Uh, Carolina's leading the okay. Bruins one nothing with four twenty one in the second period right now. So yeah, they're playing all day and all okay. night. I don't know much about hockey, but I've been enjoying these NBA games all in the afternoon. So when yeah. I get home from work, there's uh, there's some games on. How's that working for you? You 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 go home and it's killing me because there already are two games on. I mean, save that for me. I'll let me let me go home and watch five games instead of you know you got a game at noon. I can't watch that. I mean, okay, I can, but I'm, I'm trying to do stuff here. You know, now there's a second game for you. You know, you can like, oh hey, okay, practice is over. I got to go watch the Lakers. Right? Is that how it works? Well, I can't I can't stay up. I tried to stay up. I, I'm, I've been a uh, I've been a a Damian Lillard fan for quite a while. So before he even got famous and started dropping a half court shots, I've got, a, I don't know him, but I got a little bit of connection to people that coached him in college. So I've always been a fan based on what they told me about him. Um, but I can't stay up that late. I mean, he's been unbelievable since he got in the bubble, but if they start at nine o'clock with the game, I'm, I'm too old, I guess. I can't, I can't stay up that late, but last night was a heck of a game. I'll tell you this. Uh, right now, um, you've got the Jazz leading the Nuggets, 69-54. Raptors beat the Nets earlier, 104-99. Um, the only thing you got to worry about tonight is uh, Celtics 76ers at 6.30 p.m. and Mavericks Clippers at 9 p.m. You can handle that, can't you? I mean, tonight you can handle it. I can't stay up till the end. Okay. I learned that last night. I tried. And then about the third quarter, I said, "I'm I'm done. I'll I'll watch it on Sports Center in the morning." So I did. Okay. So I, did. Uh, I mean, Lakers Trailblazers tomorrow at nine. Um, Bucks Magic at six tomorrow. Thunder Rockets at three thirty tomorrow, and Heat Pacers at one p. There you go. After um after practice film study, you got that big nice um what TV monitor projection screen and we do. yeah, just throw that up there. It's not a bad way to do it. You're right. There's a lot we could learn. There's, there's a lot. Of, lot it, the you know the basketball's been really good in that, and uh, kind of didn't know what it was going to be like. But there, I, I think it's it's pretty wide open. You know, the Bucks lost yesterday, and um, you know, I, 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 they, I guess the Bucks lost, and the 
the Lakers lost. So it might be a little bit wide open based on the long layoff and some guys decided not to play, and that changes some of those teams. So I think it's going to be a really exciting playoffs, and who who knows what's going to happen. I have, however, a reverse course. I'm not on board with the cardboard cutouts of fans anymore. I want the digital wall. So behind you. It's pretty good. I want that. I want the digital wall of, of herd fans just reacting to your game. I would. I, I'm, that'd be great. I don't want cardboard cutouts. So. Although I was going to take you on the road, so that would be the only positive thing is the cardboard cut out of you. Let's do take it. it. Take it with us. I'm on board with this completely. All right. I'm in. Right I'm, behind me. I mean, what what pose do you want me to make when we do this? I mean, you tell me. I'll do it. I'm in. <laughs> I I would have to think about that. Okay. A little bit. All right. Let's uh let's have a plan next time because I, I want I want to be on the road the cardboard cutout now if you start losing on the road though I don't want any violence towards my cutout okay yeah we if we win I'll get it ice cream and if we lose I'll I treat everybody respectfully so <laughs> it, it won't be a problem all right it won't be a problem cardboard Paul Swan gets ice cream if uh, if you win on the road I hope there's a lot of ice cream then me too me too buddy I appreciate you doing this again thank you sir. We'll do it again. Right on. It's good to talk to you. Yep. Tony Kemper, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. More on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Wednesday edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We've got some breaking news of sorts. North Carolina switching to online classes Monday. Today, they're suspending all athletic activities until at least 5 p.m. Thursday because of, quote, a continued upward trend in positive COVID-19 tests on campus. So such an arbitrary number, 5 p.m. Thursday. I, um, I mean, we're looking at what, a day? That's going to that's gonna make a difference here. But uh, that's what's happening with North Carolina. Now, again, all of this is going to be so fluid. We don't know what each campus is going to look like. We don't know what EKU's campus is going to look like. East Carolina, Appalachian State. We don't know any of this right now. So it's all going day by day. It's so fluid. Uh, Notre Dame, their football team not practicing today and possibly tomorrow after the university shifted to remote instruction. That's going to happen through at least September 2nd because, again, uh, as of um, the report I checked, 222 confirmed cases out of 1,287 tests since August 3rd with 72 new positive tests Tuesday and 82 on Monday. Uh, The football team reported two positive tests out of 117 during its last update on August 10th. So that's where Notre Dame's at right now. And, of course, we mentioned Appalachian State. Uh, They had a cluster, so right now their practices have been suspended. It's going to be such a um, fluid situation. It's the only word I really have for it. And, of course, then... If you're able to actually have class and you're actually able to have sporting events, capacity is going to be reduced for fans across the country. Georgia Tech, they're going to restrict attendance to 20% capacity. That's 11,000 in their 55,000-seat stadium. 
Georgia. They are reducing capacity to 20 to 25% for their four football home games under the SEC's revised schedule. So you're looking at possibly 18,550 fans to up to 23,180 fans. I mean, still, that's um, that's a lot of people. That's a a lot of fans, a lot of people that you're trying to make sure that you're spreading out. Again, uh, they've got a larger stadium, so 20-25%. That seems to be the norm as far as what stadium capacity is going to be. Same thing for Marshall. Again, Mike Hamrick, he was on Metro News' talk line program this morning, and he indicated that 25-30%, that could be the number they're looking at as far as as reduced capacity at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. And he feels that if you have that number with the protocols that they're trying to put in place and you spread everyone out, now again, are you gonna have you're gonna have seat police? Are you gonna make sure that you don't have people spreading out? Yeah, and then going and interacting with other clusters and, and groups. I mean, how's that gonna work? Uh, these are of course details we'll find out. And how will concessions work? How will uh, the line work? Will there be a beer garden? Will that be restricted a little bit? Will there be less points of sale? Or will there be full points of sale with limited capacity? Or, okay, we're spreading it all out. So many questions. And, of course, Marshall will let us know when they have all the details in place. I'm not concerned about that. Sometimes you don't have to come out every day and say something. Yeah, that's that's okay. I'd rather get what the details are when you have them than the, oh, we might do this, we might do that. No, just give me what the details are when it happens. When we come back, we're going to wrap it up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The NFL continuing on. We're going to have National Football League action sooner than later. And things are going to change for the NFL as well. Uh, The COVID-19 protocols right now are coming out. We're getting details. And so... What's game day going to look like in the National Football League? When I tune in and I watch the Cincinnati Bengals and I watch Joe Burrow and I watch all the excitement from Paul Brown Stadium, what am I going to see? I'm not going to see cheerleaders. Okay, no cheerleaders. Not having cheerleaders on the sidelines. And mascots. No mascots. So you mean to tell me that the guy who is probably shielded the most, the guy that's in the thickest, most protective layer of covering out there can't be out there. So who day? The Bengals mascot. He can't be out there. Or she. I don't know who portrays the, the mascot, actually. So that individual can't be out there. I mean, come on. I can see the cheerleaders. I get that. But you're telling me the mascot can't be out there? I'm thinking, I'm thinking the safest place to be is in the Marco costume on the sidelines at, at Jones C. Edwards Stadium, if you're in the stadium, the safest place to be is in that costume, probably, because that thing is shielded and padded. And, of course, Marco has been wearing a mask. So I would think the mascot would be safe. I mean, that just shatters me right now, knowing that, okay. But then again, you want to keep the mascot safe. 
You don't want say Marco. Do I want Marco roaming the sidelines at Jones C. Edwards Stadium? I don't know. I don't know if I want Marco exposed. I want to keep Marco safe. Also, sideline reporters and pregame reporters won't have on-field access this season. So this is all coming out as well. And I'm curious if this is going to be the the norm, the standard as well for college games. Because let's be honest, and this happens across the country, you see people on the sidelines that have no business on the sidelines. And if you're one of those people on the sidelines, you're probably yelling at me right now because, well, you think I'm taking it away from you because I'm going to say what I feel. And I don't think you belong on the sideline. I think – you are either essential to the game or you're not on the sideline or if you're media covering. Now, I can see media not being allowed on the sideline. I completely get that. I understand. And you're going to see probably less and less of this as well because you would see credential. You see boosters, you know, people who are supporting the program, and they get this as a perk, and I understand why it happens. I don't like it, but I understand why it happens. But that could go away. You might not see that. And I've always felt that the uh, the less you have on the sideline, the better. Yeah, not that ma- I don't want that many people. I mean, look at an NFL sideline. You don't see that many people hanging out on the sideline compared. I mean, you might see a team owner out there now and then. You'll see uh, certain members of the media, accredited media. Uh, it's pretty limited. But I would imagine that that's what's going to happen as well. In college, it might be a different degree depending on your school, but I think that's what's going to happen. You're going to see less and less on the sideline. You're not going to have that many people on the sideline. Again, you're, you're going to try to limit – because you don't want exposure to your team. Do you want someone on the sideline that you don't know where they've been, you don't know where uh, – they possibly have been for the past 14 days or they've been following procedure. I mean, you want to keep these kids as contained as possible. And while you've got them, you don't want to introduce different people. I mean, you know, media. Are they going to let me go up to anyone and just sit right next to them and have a one-on-one interview um, that's not going to be minimum of six feet apart? No, it's not going to happen. Because you're trying to keep these kids away from as many people as possible because Marshall's not putting me and other members of the media into uh, their bubble. It's not a bubble city like it is in the NBA or the NHL. You know, they're, you know, any access I have, I'm going to be under strict guard. And so will other members of the media. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. Back tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.